Oh, hi. You stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self-care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child. The one who's done it the hard way for decades, and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. If this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad, and let's figure this crap out together. Right here at Beauty Reform School. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited because I have a very, very special treat for you all today. Today, we're doing some interviews regarding this thing we call show. We're doing an extra special, extra long interview. I was going to split it up in two parts, but considering that we're all home or most of us are, I thought it would be nice to do a longer interview or a longer episode today. And talk about, you know, I talk about drag, makeup, I talk about being a performer, I talk about all those kind of things. So it is, I thought it would be a great time to talk about being a performer, makeup, the journey to becoming a performer, discovering your persona, discovering yourself. And I thought that this might help everyone, not just performers, but it might give you a little inspiration when you're trying to figure out yourself and your persona and also get some tips and tricks maybe if we're lucky and also learn a little bit more about each other and bear in mind again I'm from the city of Brotherly Shove aka Philadelphia so these are local artists they do travel they do do things but you should still even if you don't live here you should still look them up and get a little inspiration and check out their pages and support artists always support artist. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this very showy episode of Beauty Reform School. Okay, I have a special treat for you here at Beauty Reform School today. I have premier Philadelphia drag queen Ariola Grande here, and we are going to talk about everything. So, Ariola, who am I talking to today? Am I talking to your persona or am I talking to you? Hello. Um, I guess both, really. Ariola yeah. feels a little bit more uh, like relevant right now. <laughs> right, right. Because not only are you a drag queen, you are a makeup artist. Am I correct? I am, yes. Um, but everything that I do really surrounds the areola persona i guess right uh my professional like makeup page is official areola grande on um instagram uh even my email is areola grande (laughs) so everything kind of like was built from this persona okay yeah 
And it was quite, it was quite the, the journey too, wasn't it? Like creating your persona. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh my God, absolutely. Um, so we, I kind of fell in love with like makeup and drag when I was in high school. We did a production of Hairspray and I was cast as Edna Turnblad, which is a huge drag role on Broadway. Um, doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it was, it was a lot of fun. I had such a good time doing it, but I also had no idea what I was doing. So there are pictures, um, and if you're good enough to find them, like kudos to you. But there are pictures of me with like this awful blue eyeshadow smeared across my eyes, uh, way, way, way too much blush, and like the worst, worst red lipstick applied the worst way, <laughs> and it was terrible. <laughs> right. And um, actually, you and I met working at the place that will not be named. I don't name that place here. But yeah. we were, we were, <laughs> we, we met working there, and you were a completely different kind of person when I met you. You've grown so much. You've just evolved and grown so much. So I'm so proud of you. By the way, I wanted to mention that. Thank you. Yeah, I was a baby. <laughs> I we really started were. working together. I think I was uh, 19. I had been working at. Really? Yeah, it was young. It's been almost six years. Oh, God. Wow. I was not 19, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were 22. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I remember. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, um... yeah, that place, uh, actually, you know, it introduced me to a lot of people, a lot of different ways of looking at the beauty world and also just my life in general. Right. Uh, I actually got my drag name from working there. We were in the break room one day and we were kind of, I had my first drag performance coming up. I remember. <laughs> and we were workshopping names and then uh, a coworker just threw out Ariola Grande and instantly we, I like broke out in laughter and I was like, that is it. Yep. And it's been me ever since. Yes. And, and not only has it been you because Bear in mind, you guys, it's, uh, I said you guys, another quarter in the you guys jar. I'm trying to not say you guys. I've been saying y'all more because I'm trying to be inclusive and I'm trying to not use the term you guys. So Y'all had a lot of yeehaw vibes. I really like the yeehaw vibes. <laughs> well, you know, I have a little bit of yeehaw in me. So, you know, I, we, I grew up saying y'all, but, you know, it was so funny, though. Growing up saying y'all, everybody thought of you as a bumpkin or they made fun of you because being from the South or being quote unquote country wasn't cute. So I tried not to say y'all. I trained myself out of it. And now that we're in this climate and we're in this world, I'm trying to get back to saying it because... You know, I'm trying to definitely make sure that this podcast is inclusive for everyone. And I want everyone to uh, feel welcome and comfortable here, which is another reason why I'm thrilled to have you here as well. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love seeing, you know, people taking up. It is like it can be a challenge. Uh, you know, we are trained from such a young age to think a certain way, see things a certain way. And then we grow up and we realize, you know, there's a lot more out there that we should be considerate of. Yeah. And another thing about beauty reform school is we take, you know, the beauty lessons, but it's to take it and to educate ourselves, but it's also 
for people who want to think outside of the box a little bit and for people who might not feel comfortable in regular beauty circles, they might feel intimidated, they might feel scared, or they just feel lost and like confused when they're in that world. So we're trying to break it down so it's palatable and understandable. And I, you know, you know me, I definitely don't, I'm definitely marched to my own drummer. So anybody who does march their own drummer, I want them to feel very comfortable here. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have a question regarding, this is a, this is a very good question regarding when you decided that you wanted to be Ariola Grande, did you just like put on some makeup and run outside? Like, how did that work? Um, I put a lot of thought into it. I so I kind of grew up watching Drag Race. I forget, I think it was like maybe like I was in eighth grade, and the second season of Drag Race had been released, and my aunt was obsessed with it. And every week we would sit down and we would watch it together and in turn I got obsessed but I didn't want to be one of one of like the busted girls <laughs> like, right. boogers, boogers, boogers. Um, so I put a lot of thought into it and I wanted my first time out to be like amazing sickening like never been done before <laughs> like, yeah I still stepped out looking like very crusty but it's okay <laughs> because we all have our journey exactly thank you um but it definitely like it like from when I first started to now like that journey has been massive in terms of just my way of thinking about how I want to present myself. Yeah. Initially, it was you know I want to go out and I want to look stunning and I want to play with makeup and I want to wear like beautiful hair and then it became more of um, I really want to express myself in a different way like I. I want to like showcase my gender in a different way than I've ever done before. And on, like, I grew up in North Philly, mm. eighth and like Lehigh, wow. <laughs> not, not the greatest, a uh, very like old school way of thinking um, in terms of the neighborhood. Uh, yeah. I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah. So I never really got the chance to express those kinds of things until I stepped into the drag world. And I didn't realize that's what I wanted until I was like fully immersed. Yeah. And I realized, could right i imagine that was freeing though huh oh absolutely i i went to payless and i got these heels and they were like a chunky pilgrim shoe uh (laughs) (laughs) i burned them like two months later um but i remember putting on those pills that pair of heels and putting on my wig that i got from uh fabric row down by south street Mm -hmm. um and I had never felt better. I felt so free. I felt so beautiful. I felt powerful. Right. It was an incredible feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. It's it's amazing. Like even even me when I get dressed, you know, for a show, I I I never feel more me than I do in that moment. So I get what you mean. Yeah, you turn looks. <laughs> 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 Whenever I see you, I'm always like, damn. <laughs> I, but you know what? It's funny because it's, uh, you know, not being 22 and not being a size two, it can be challenging, you know, getting, Absolutely. trying to find something that suits you and fits you. And, you know, you always turn looks as well, my friend. And what are your thoughts regarding, like, if you're not, 
I don't even know the word basic or if you're not just if you're not just that you know that size two and you're not like conventionally beautiful or whatever what's your thoughts to like how you can you know how you can turn looks how you can get out there and really like serve what you what you have because that's what I try to talk about like it's not about looking like someone else it's about taking what you have and making it into something so Right. And yeah, I mean, that it's very hard. <laughs> like, yeah. I can tell you that now. It's so easy to say, oh, just go out and do it. Wear whatever you want. Do right. whatever you want. Yeah. But it is not, it's not that easy. No. Um, and I still, like, I mean, I will admit there's still times when I struggle with that. Um, like, recently, I decided to become a bearded queen because I wanted to kind of screw around with the idea of gender a little bit more. Right. Um. And so I, I took up sewing so I could like sew my own clothes and I could like really wear what I wanted to wear without worrying about the like uncomfortable situation of being in a retail store and trying something on. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like embarrassing to a point when you walk into a store and you find all these really cute things and you go into the dressing room and you put the first thing on and you can't even get it over your shoulders and Mm -hmm the amount of defeat you feel, it's its frustrating. For real. I shop half my stuff is from online. For like, yeah. Because I'm not trying to go in the store like that. I really am not. Most of the time. So I found that, you know, sewing my own clothes, especially like my costumes for performing, was just a lot easier. There are like shops on Etsy and Amazon that do cater to larger sizes. Um, and I try to support them as much as I can. Right. Um, and I just I find that the most comfortable that I feel the most confident that I feel in a look is when I've taken the time to sit at home and just kind of work on it and really think it through like what what am I trying to showcase today or showcase tomorrow or showcase for the next gig right and I'll just kind of like piece it all together and sometimes the look won't come to fruition until like a month after I thought of it because it takes that time to like find those pieces and you know, really workshop it and make sure I'm fully happy with what I've got. Because yeah. I'm also, yeah, I'm like I'm a Virgo at heart. So like Virgos are perfectionist and I'm definitely that. Right. That's interesting that you said that you, that you don't always have the outfit all together. Sometimes you have to, it'll take time to piece it together. That's a very good point. And I'm, I love that you said that because it, it is important to, to know that you you're not going to always just go into a store find a dress on the rack suddenly you have a whole ensemble that's not how it works it definitely is like a puzzle you know just putting different pieces together till you find you know a complete look so that's great that you said that yeah absolutely and i mean it i still have in my closet i can see it right now i have about like three or four pieces that i still don't know what to do with and i like i'm very hesitant to like give them away or like kind of toss them because i know that you know a week from now two weeks from now i'll walk into a shop and i will see something that will be perfect and will go right. perfectly with that outfit mm-hmm. um yeah. But yeah and that's just like that's kind of like how a lot of my drag goes i'll wear the same costume for like a week until i find like the perfect thing that i need and once i found it like boom there goes my new instagram post because i feel like i feel so much better having a full vision versus just kind of like throwing anything on 
Yes. Oh, oh, that is perfection. That is perfection. Awesome. Um, I wanted to now uh, switch, flip the switch a little bit and talk about actual makeup and makeup looks because um, when I was a uh, recent podcast, I was talking about beauty horror stories and things that you shouldn't do and things like that. And there was, I read an art, uh, not an article, but I read a comment that someone said something about a horror story was she went to a makeup artist and a makeup artist suggested that she use lash adhesive to put glitter on her lids and her, she accidentally glued her eyes shut. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. <laughs> so, so I said like, you know, an average makeup artist would never tell you that because, you know, that's just, it's not meant for that. And I know that some of, you know, some of you watch Drag Race and you see some of the different tip, tricks that they do, but that's not meant for you. You know, it's like I said, performers and drag queens have sworn an oath, you know, to go above and beyond. And we, we take those risks sometimes for, you know, the show and so that everything stays and that we, you know, we're, we're doing things more rigorous. But what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I have, I'm definitely guilty of using lash adhesive <laughs> for glitter. Right. Uh, definitely guilty. But also that's kind of like, it kind of comes to the territory of drag. Like, as a queen, if I'm in a pinch and I need, like, something to work now, I'm just going to make it work because that's my job. Right. Um, you know, I'm being paid to entertain and to look good and um, to, like, give the full fantasy. Right. I uh, love that phrase. But a lot of what we do, like, I mean, I know I have a very vigorous skin routine. Yeah. Because I put my face through it. A lot of what I do is not made for the average person at home. <laughs> right, right. And it's, I love that you said that you take the time to do the skincare routine because that is critical for sure. Absolutely. There were times, and this is before I, I realized the importance of, you know, skincare and really just taking care of what you've got because it's not going to last forever. <laughs> That's yeah, the reality. <clears throat> um, I would fall asleep in my makeup and then the breakouts for the next two weeks would be just terrible because I wasn't really taking care of myself at all. Right. And so there are like drag queen tricks that have become trends on social media. And I like, I blame social media for a lot of it, <laughs> like baking or, you know, using a pound of foundation and right. then a pound of concealer on top of it. Right. Um, that just is not good for your skin. Mm-mm. It's also just not necessary for you walking down the street. Thank you. Like I do it because I'm under very warm stage lights in a full velvet gown with two couch cushions on either side of me. <laughs> I am dying. I am sweating, but my face is not going to move because I took those precautions and I took those steps. You walking down the street on a 75 degree day in a nice light jacket, you don't need all of that. Right. And also, I have a question about this. This is just my own personal curiosity. But what about, what if you have a client that's like, listen, I'm just going to Walgreens today and you know, I'm not doing a lot, but I want to do like a, you know, a glittered cut crease and I want to have stacked lashes and I want to have this and that and the other, like... <laughs> What do you what are, what are your thoughts about that as a makeup artist? What are your thoughts? I mean, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good question. Yeah, why? No, I mean, my I guess 
here's the thing. I'm not going to knock anyone's ambition. Like, if you want to feel a certain way on any given day, like, my job as a makeup artist is to make you feel beautiful and make you feel confident in whichever way that I can, whatever that means to you. Right. Um, for someone walking out the door and who's just going, like, grocery shopping or just who's having a very casual day, I'm not going to suggest, you know, that full you know, highlighting contoured face, um, the glitter cut crease and like the dark brows. Like there are other ways to bring out your features and make you feel like really beautiful or just kind of give you that little extra push for the day without all of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that some people, they, I think also social media is definitely um, a big part of people feeling less than, you know, they, they see all these beautiful girls on Instagram, you know, bathed in ring light and all this other stuff. And they're like, well, I look like a monster when I go outside. Like I, you know, I feel weird. And so they feel more pressure, maybe not necessarily to do, to do it, but they feel more pressure um, than like they should maybe you think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are a lot of things that go into it, too. What we see on social media, you know, that's not the reality. Like, right. the reality is those those people, they have the ring lights and they have the setup and they also have the many, many filters. I remember a friend of mine showed me and I had no idea that this was possible. But with Facetune, you can actually edit the way that your face or your makeup looks in video. And that yeah. kind of like blew my mind. I had no idea that that was a reality because my kind of my way of like basing, like determining whether an artist was good or not was yeah. like, do you have a video up, video up of your makeup and how does it look in that video? But now knowing that like anyone can edit their videos, even that kind yeah. of like it breaks down even more. Like it's just not, um, what is the word? It's not realistic. Yeah. It's yeah. So I guess, and I guess to explain if you, like, I, and I've said this before, but if you live the kind of life, like, you like to present drama every day, all day, then, you know, live your life. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but for the average person who just wants to look presentable and look beautiful, it's not necessary to go to those extremes. I guess that's basically what we're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. And th there are people who do go to that extreme or who do ask for it, like, at, like, in the career that I've had in the past six years, I've had people ask for those looks. Yeah. And then, you know, and they're so, so determined to get that. And they're like, very like, like, obviously they won't be happy without it. And so you do it, you do the look and they're horrified by what they see in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it does not look this. like that in real life. Right. Exactly. Like take a picture. Yeah. That picture is going to be great, but you're going to look crazy in real life. Yeah, the sun is very, very harsh. It's very so when you're out in the light of day, it you will see all the texture, all the thickness, everything. So it's important to to know that going in when you do that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> um, this has been good. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to get from you before we wrap it up. Um, hmm. Uh, oh, yes, please. While I'm thinking, will you please tell everyone, um, you already mentioned your um, your stuff. Is there anything else that people can do to get a hold of you or to see your stuff or whatever, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So on 
Instagram, my tag is at official Ariola Grande. Um, you can also email me at Ariola Grande drag at gmail.com. And if you, I post a lot of my work on there on my Instagram. If you are interested in lessons or even just booking me for a service, I am available. I take a lot of pride in what I do and I am very thorough um, with my consultations. And so you'd be in there. Right. And we're on the, we're on the East coast for the listeners. So that's important to, oh, to point out. We are on the East coast. <clears throat> you can't get, um, you can't, you guys on the West coast can't get, uh, can't get this gem just yet unless you're willing to pay for a plane ticket in a hotel. <laughs> but, um, Yes, you can absolutely get a hold of them that way. And speaking of which, and because we're under this this uh, quarantine right now here in Philly, um, I, a little birdie, told me that you are providing something special during this time. You want to talk about it? I am, yes. So I know a lot of people are kind of cooped up and feeling a little crazy. Uh, I've done this for a little bit now, but I'm actually, I, I'm pushing this, this to the forefront, obviously. Uh, I do offer online lessons where I kind of like walk through a face with you and like I give you tips um, on what you're doing and kind of get a chance to look at everything you have in your supply of makeup or cosmetics or even skincare. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am, I am offering that as a lesson over video chat with um, Google Hangout. That is amazing. So you you definitely want to get on on Google Hangouts and look for Ariola Grande because that is amazing. You can sit in your house and you can get a full consultation. So that would be incredible. So that would be really great. Um, yes, that is amazing. A quick question, one last thing before we go. I wanted I wanted to know yeah. any advice you might have for any of our others out there. Anybody who doesn't fit the status quo, anyone that is, you know, LGBTQIA plus, 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 anybody who is maybe not even that, but just doesn't feel like the average bear and doesn't, doesn't quite feel like they fit in and how, like any advice you might have to them who they're trying to find their, trying to find themselves and their look and, you know, but they feel like they're, maybe they're failing or anything like that. Any, any gems of wisdom for them? Yes. I mean, everything is a learning process. Like everything in life is a journey. And, you know, I think a lot of people get concerned when they haven't got it right away, whether that be like finding their aesthetic or their look or, you know, picking up a a makeup tip or hack or technique. Um, And just remember that everything's a journey and it can be nerve wracking sometimes. But there's a there's a whole community of people out there all over the world who are willing to teach and help or even just like you know give you words of affirmation and finding those people i think is really key to surviving this crazy life that we're in <clears throat> i think that you you shouldn't be afraid of trying something new because there's always going to be someone out there who appreciates what you're doing there's no such thing or bad as bad or, or good. You know, everything is, um, oh, I can't think of the word. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, not necessarily bad or good, just the way it is, I guess. Think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Every. Oh, why am I having such a brain fart right now? Or I would say, like, <laughs> best practices. You know, one of the, I remember one of the first things I was taught as a makeup artist is there's no right or wrong, just uh, strong suggestions. Yeah, uh, I fully yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, like some basic things, you know. Like, you want to, like, if you're wearing a brown belt, right. wear brown <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Don't put your... Uh, don't put your powder on before your foundation, regardless of what right. TikTok tells you. And also, I think that, you know what? It's funny. It's like I always say, like, study the classics, and then you can break the mold. So, you know, s stay close to the railing in the beginning. Use the basic classic rules. And then when as you start to grow, you will start getting ideas, and you'll start changing. And it's fun to explore that. Yeah, Absolutely. That was a, a very hard lesson for me to learn because I, I took off <laughs> running thinking that I was ready. <laughs> I was not I was not prepared. But that's a lesson in and of itself too. You know, you get out there and you're like, ooh, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> there was a day I remember walking into work at the place that shall not be named where <laughs> I had like 15 minutes. I just come from my other job and I threw on it was like around Christmas time and I was like, I'm going to do a candy cane look. And I threw on this red color in my crease and this white shimmer on my lid and not a stitch of makeup otherwise. And I thought I was sickening <laughs> until I caught a glance of myself in the mirror. And I was like, oh, no. Well, you know, oops. <laughs> oops. Oops is great. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to talk about my photo album. Oh, please. I'm going to tell you, back in the day, I mean, you know, Silver LeMay was involved, and I don't even, listen, the, the brows were super thin. They were the thinnest of the thin brows, I tell you what. And the arches were incredible, you know. But, uh... <laughs> you love a good, a good oh Ursula brow? I, would look, I look at those pictures now, and I'm like, ooh, where were the brows? Where were they? <laughs> Um, as someone who shaves their brows off regularly, I can appreciate that. I know 10 years from now, I'm going to look back and wonder, why the hell did you shave Listen, them off? That, but again, again, what were you different rules for drag. Different rules for drag. You know, right. and I was like, you know, there, there are some people that shave their, in, in everyday life, that shave their brows off, you know, but that's, that's a lot of upkeep, you know, that's a lot of upkeep. It is. So, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not shaving mine off ever. I mean, I used to wax them to within an inch of their eyes, <laughs> but that was it. Yeah, uh, no. Okay, my love. Well, thank you so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a call in a minute, but we're going to wrap up this interview right here. I want to thank you so much for coming and talking to us and giving us some insight. I hope everyone who's listened have has learned something today and you know where to find Ariel LeGrande. And if you're in Philly, please come check out a show. There's so many shows that you can see Ariola in. And uh, yes, thank you, my dear. Oh. Hello, PJ. How are you? I am good. I'm so glad you're here. I'm here. I'm safe. I'm quarantined. I'm doing the things. And you sound, you, you sound wonderful. The connection is good. I'm feeling good about it. Everybody, this is Jess 
Wakanda premiere performer in Philadelphia. Hello, everybody. Yay. Thank you for coming to Beauty Reform School. I love the podcast. I'm happy to chat beauty with you, my love. (laughs) Excellent. So I already had a chance to talk to uh, drag queen Ariola Grande. Oh, I love her. And we got to talk about makeup and transformation and performing and all those all those wonderful things. And I had to have you because not only are you dynamic, but you look amazing. But I and I saw some things about your story, and that was really cool. When I got to meet you in person, I was even more blown away. Yay! But, but I thought it would be great for us to just talk to the folks here at Beauty Reform School about you know, persona and transformation and just life in general, because believe it or not, you know, even everyday life, you know, some people who might, people who might say, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just a regular old person going to work every day. There, there can be more joy in that. There can be more fun in creating your persona as well. It's not just about being on a stage. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. But and then also like what are the stages that we perform on every day? Right. Um, because my hustle this whole time um has been bartending, mm-hmm. which is the world's tiniest stage. Right. Um, you know, and I definitely uh wear a lot of different faces moving back and forth between the cabaret world and working in the service industry and ultimately my gig right now, which is well, or was or is or is on pause. Uh, teaching right. elementary school um, mm-hmm. so I got faces for days <laughs> yes you do and I love it I love every one of them but I feel like um, I guess if you're really like straight up talking like art stuff um, I know I came from a theater background mm-hmm. that taught us that transformation had to be character based uh-huh. and that's like what my roots really were you know trying to be this character trying to be that character And this is going to sound a little corny, but it really is just true for me that actually I started really, really getting work when I like released um, character persona and like became myself. That is a really corny thing to say. No, (laughs) but it's true in my case, especially for cabaret. Like, I feel like I was doing a lot of like, I got to be an alien. I got to be a a 1950s housewife. I got to be a grandma. I got to be. And then uh, when I started working with bearded ladies, I like took a risk and was like, I'm just going to be just kind of see how that plays. And that has proven more fruitful for me. Yeah, I hear you. You know, it's really funny because the last speaking of bearded ladies, the last show I did, um, I had to banter and I'm not a banterer at all. So I was like, what am I going to do? And I thought about it and I said, you know what? I am legit going to bring out my readers and some some cards and I'm going to read it right off the cards. I'm going to tell them I'm a not a good banterer and I'm going to read it right off the cards. And it worked. Live in your truth. I, I have a memory of doing opening night of the Fringe Festival. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how many years ago. It was up at the Ruba Club. This was one of my favorite cabaret moments ever. And I had books for the entertainment and that whole tech crew. We were having like 16-hour days. And we were raw. And I had a whole gown to host this show. And I was like, this is nonsense. I'm going to host it in my sweatpants with my duct tape bracelets and my no makeup. And I'm going for it. And that was one of the best 
uh, cabaret performances ever. But then also, if you have two spare hours uh, next to Eric Jaffe at the table and they're done their face. You know, one time I did a show and, and Eric helped me learn a whole drag extravaganza face. So, nice. you know, playing off of what's happening to me um, has been helpful in the cabaret yeah. world. Yeah. And you want to talk yeah. products, I'll talk products. <laughs> I yeah, we're going to get into products in a minute. We definitely are. Um, but I did want to ask, um, I, I, one thing I did ask Ariola because Ariola and myself are both full-figured gals. Yes. Um, we, we talked about some of the challenges of finding clothes for your persona or finding clothes to go out and present in that you feel fabulous in. Mm -hmm. And Ariola told me that she was really getting into sewing a lot more. Um, do you have any thoughts about that? I do. And the thoughts are that the struggle is real. Uh, like all bodies are real and yet somehow all the clothing available is not super real. I don't have a sewing bone in my body. Right. And I think that's another thing that uh, more traditional theater training tells us, which is that some costume or hands are your costume and you wear it, whether you like it or not. Right. And that's really, you know, um, a lot of folks doing burlesque and, and drag and other forms of cabaret work, you know, that is the artistry is that you got to be a Renaissance person and be able to craft your whole look and not sit around and hope that someone's going to bring this look to you. Um, which is part of my journey as well, being like, where's my look? <laughs> right. Oh, I have to make that look myself. Oh, I yearn for a costume, yay. That's my fantasy. Yeah. So when I went to um, Pig Iron, I got really good at um, making costuming um, on quickly because we had to generate all of our own looks as part of grad school. And that was like a good gauntlet. Um, yeah. But, you know, my strategy right now, I have like a... a a twofold strategy. It's it's a little bit eternity fashions, and it's a little bit like get my drag mothers to help me. Yeah. Um, and so I'm kind of crafting like a thing that's a little bit of both of those worlds. But I will say too that knowing your body and knowing like what makes you feel sizzly in your own right. skin is really really helpful. I was doing a Martha Graham Cracker show a million long time ago. Mm -hmm. And um, Max was there styling Martha and we were at Johnny Brenda's and I performed in whatever I performed in. And she was like this, she was like, I need you to sit in this chair and I'm going to talk to you. She was like, this is a silhouette that I want to see you in more often. It's a right. short booty short with like a mm -hmm. billowy top. Like she was like, you, you need to always be in two pieces. The short is short and the top is whatever, but it's two pieces. She gave me this whole like beauty school class. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like her. So I, I do tend to always do like, I know that like my legs are fire for me. Right. So I'm always wanting to do like something that's short on the, on the bottom and, and then something that's whatever on the top. And she said, and at least one of your halves has to be sequenced. Nice. Well, Sparkle is gone. Right. So. so, and that was when I was first coming up and I've really just sat in this chair and like got that advice. So that is one piece of advice that I've held on to my whole career is, is that, you know, um, 
But then every now and then that theater monster kind of creeps in and is like, how do you want to make a, a character? You know, and for that, yeah. it's it's still being like, this is still my body, but I'm going to make it. I'm still going to hold on to what's fire, but I'm going to yeah, still be, you know, but I am, there's a learning curve, man. Uh, to all y'all trying to uh, break out in the world, I'm like, pick up that needle and thread and that sewing machine now as we're in really troubling times right, could be right. could be a good time to get that skill because i i wish that i had the eye of a seamstress and it's not too late to cultivate that eye but it was not part of how i came up and people that are able to craft their own looks have got it going on we got to really, yeah. really think about how much of this life can i can i generate for myself because if I want a drag queen to make my look and she's booked I better have another idea <laughs> yeah no it's true my mom used to sew all the time my mom and my grandmother they both used to sew my mom sewed up my clothes my doll's clothes like she did a lot of that and I, I was able I learned how to do the basics when I was a kid but I kind of lost some of that along the way and I kind of regret that I lost some of that along the way no doubt yeah there was a helicopter hovering. It seemed like they were just like right over top of my house, but you know, whatever. It's fine. It's Philadelphia. We you do? know, just common common sounds in the in the new in the new era in, in the new world. <laughs> yes, indeed. What was I going to ask you next? It was uh, it was something regarding. Um, oh yes. So uh, first of all, before we even go any further, please, please, please tell everyone where they can find you and what you you know what you have out there please i'm on instagram uh my handle's jcon5 j-c-o-n-f-i-v-e uh i have a website called jessconda.com um you know it's a really strange time to to ponder what one has out there um right. in terms of art um, because mm -hmm. a lot of my work this spring got canceled, and so say we all. Um, but I, I guess I tend to make announcements about. I'm very old school about what's going on. Like I don't tweet, and I and that could be holding me back. But girl, <laughs> me either. I'm scared of Twitter. But I do. I feel like Facebook is like the yellow pages. <laughs> right. For those of you listening, that used to be a book Some where you could like, get information. Pages. about people's <laughs> phone numbers like i like i'm very psa public service announcement on facebook and then instagram is a little more of like my journal so you'll get you'll get yeah. more of my real thoughts if you follow me there and you'll get a little more info just psa style on facebook um but like pondering what's next creatively with all of this stuff i think is everybody's mission right now and pondering yeah. How can I sit in this stillness? That, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, like that's what I got going on right now is I'm yeah. going to sit in this stillness <laughs> and I'm forcing my body to, to do very little and trying right. to like reap all the, the gold that comes out of sitting mm -hmm. in my own stillness. That is like the main thing I have going on right now. I haven't wrapped my head around... Uh, making any kind of work at all. Um, although, yeah. because artists are so uh, constantly in a state of evolution and invention, there is so much cabaret content on social media right now um, that I just can't say enough about 
all of the creativity. So that's kind of what I've been doing is just really limiting screens, really hydrating and hydrating, hydrating. with the heart yes. team, hydrating. hydrating and and trying to support some other artists during this time where everyone is figuring out what their new rhythm is. Yes. May I also recommend get into that skincare that's sitting around doing nothing at your house. Well, let's talk about that, right? Because yes. <laughs> I got a drawer of like uh, binge face masks, you know, when you're at the store and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. this is just for me. And you just yes. pick one up and then you never use it. Mm -hmm. This is 100% a time for that. This mm -hmm. is 100% a time for, I feel like I'm stretching more than ever. I'm doing um, yes. my, a lot of my yoga communities doing classes online, which is another way to support. I'm like, yeah, if your income is okay right now, which mine currently is, because I'm working as a teacher, I'm just trying to really get in on what other people are putting out there to survive and thrive. Um, and oh, on the subject of makeup, and I yeah. guess this is where we can dig in. I don't like. I'm like, this is a time for no makeup <laughs> whatsoever. Yes, I haven't worn a stitch. I'll tell you. I haven't right worn now. a stitch, but I was thinking about maybe this weekend, like going on some kind of home mission with myself, where I do my mm -hmm. full burlesque curl, which is a real process. Yeah. If you ever want, if you ever want to study the burlesque curl, get ready because mm. there's a lot of hard work into making that thing happen. Yeah, like, I was like, maybe I'll just go, like, full glam on Saturday night and, like, you know, eat my mac and cheese with myself. Um, yeah. But I do think it's good to give your face a rest from from makeup. So I have not worn a stitch myself. Hands yeah. goddess, I have not worn a stitch. But I think part of why I look young is because this is a, the other piece of advice. I'm going back and forth between strange times and, and normal times. <laughs> But right. that's okay. Um, someone told me once, the best beauty advice I could ever give you in your life is take it off at the end of the night. I think I must have been like 16. I didn't even understand what, what treasure I was being given. Like this woman was like, no matter what, <laughs> no matter how drunk, no matter what time you crawl into your bed, don't think I'll take it off in the morning. Like take it off. Yes. Well, you know, Ariola Grande said that very, you know, said that very well. You know, she said that in the beginning, she, you know, she'd think that she could just go home in full drag and just go to sleep, right. you know, and would be broken out for like two weeks after. So, yeah, it's very, very It's important. real, you know. And, yeah, do you have that work when you're off stage, you know, because you're trying to slink out of that club unseen anyway. I don't know. Maybe you're not me. <laughs> Not me. I go out with a full face every time. But that's because I like to do my ritual at home. I don't like a makeup wipe. I think that I know personally that by using a makeup wipe in the club, I'm not going to do any more when I go home. Like, you know what I mean? It forces me because I don't want to ruin my bed sheets. It forces me to clean my face. You're right. Bed. That's smart. For me, like taking off your eyelashes is like taking your bra off. Like as soon as yep. I'm done, I'm like, oh, I want them off. Ugh, get it off. Yep. <laughs> and then the other tip over the years I've learned is to bring a little bring a little pair of slippers. <laughs> in yes, that is very important. <laughs> so you could, because sometimes you know, once once I'm done, 
I'm done. I, I'm going to tell you right now, years ago, um, the cover band that I was in, I we did three sets a night and we would do the first two sets. And right when we got to the third set, which I'd get into my big blues number, it was part of the act for me to just kick off the heels and put on right? the slippers. And once, once someone had said to me, like, you know, oh, it's not professional to sing in your slippers. And I was like, okay, fine. I won't wear them. So I I kept the shoes on. And right when the blues number started, someone yelled from the audience, where's your slippers? Hey. And that was the end of that. That was the end of that. Because I had these fuzzy leopard print slippers I throw on every time. But that was the end of that. And it was also a lesson because it's like, if you are yourself, people will embrace that. You know, and they'll accept that. I feel so like that ties the, in so well to what we were saying at the at the top. Yeah. yeah, like if that's your thing, you better keep it your thing. Cause if it's real, you know, the audience is holding on to that. That's audience can smell the authenticity a mile away. You know, other gals, yeah. you know, if your shoes are your thing and they're high and they're sparkly, you better better do it. Right. Oh, I did it for years and years, but now you know, mama can't wear heels no more. It's real. It is a real. It is a real yeah, thing that yeah. happens to feet, you know. But I sparkle yeah. my my toes or something. <laughs> I will sparkle my sneaker, my orthopedic sneakers, if I have to. I haven't. It had, I haven't needed to because I wear long skirts a lot. But, but yeah. I mean, it's that's interesting too that we're talking about that because it's, you know, between talking about your body shape and size, sometimes it's also your body's limitations. You have to find a way to work with that. You know, I was singing in knee braces and all kinds of things. And I remember Frida Kahlo because she had, you know, one short, one leg shorter than the other. And she had like a platform shoe. She always wore the long dresses to cover that up. And that kind of inspired my look because I wear long skirts a lot because my knees could be swollen or I could have long braces or whatever the case. And it still made me feel, you know, like like a lady and beautiful. And that's, right, you being know. yourself and being comfortable. Do you remember Melissa Bang yeah. Bang? Of Melissa, course. God bless her. God bless that creature. She was, you know, one of the most dynamic cabaret burlesque performers too, but she, she was so ill, you know, and never yeah. complained about it. And she, you know, mm -hmm. when she wore her um, colostomy bag, she made like a giant applique, like a burlesque applique. And the bag was yeah. named Rosie. And we would do a show and she'd be like, Rosie has her costume on too. And right. I don't know. Yeah, it's making me think about that. You know, when you're talking about how do we perform with integrity and with, you know, right. um, care for this vessel that we yeah. have to move through the world in such as it may be on any given day or any given month. Yeah, to catch everybody up, Melissa Bang Bang was a premier burlesque performer here in Philadelphia, and she was she grew very, very ill. And unfortunately, she is no longer with us. She is at rest. And even though it breaks our hearts, it's beautiful to have these wonderful memories of her and to remember her. And she was a dynamic young lady, and she was all about activism, and she was all about you know, having people who were in burlesque and sex work be respected. She was, when she, even when she got sick, she was still doing everything she could. And she, as Jess would mention, she found a way to perform even 
when she was not considered conventionally uh, conventional. You know, she she did that, oh, and yeah. that's amazing. But but she was a she was a precious precious. Ugh, they broke angel. the mold when they made that and performer. You know, they really they really really did, and that, that's just to say too. Um, you know, anytime, even in your everyday life, even if you don't feel like what you have is special or if you feel less than because you have some sort of disease or affliction or you have some sort of limitation on your body you decide what that's about you decide how you're going to present that and you you give that to everyone the way that they take it they take I walk around with my cane right on stage it's whatever and that cane becomes a part an extended part of my body and I don't apologize for it. I don't I don't stop the show before I get up there and say, oh, before I start this song, just so you know, I have chronic arthritis and a cane and I probably have a knee brace on under this long, long skirt. Just, no, just right. so you know. Okay, on with the song. <laughs> like, there's, no, no, no. You know, no, there's no need for that. You got eyes, you see a cane. It's, you know, make your own decisions. I, it's, not, it's not even important. It has nothing to do with the performance that I'm about to give right. you. So... It's important even for you. And and I've had so many, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I've had so many people come to me telling me, oh, well, I have this scar or I have this thing. And, and they, they're, they're so sad when they're asking me for makeup help. And they're like, oh, you know, I have this, this scar on the side of my face and I just want to cover it and I hate how it looks. You have to forgive those things in yourself first before you can expect anyone to accept and or appreciate them. That's beautifully said. You know, how you said the... Uh... You know, you you tell you tell it what it is. You know, I'm yeah. thinking about I'm thinking about the most random stuff as I'm in my apartment. Um, I'm thinking about this Japanese art, a ceramic art where the scars are gilded, um, or like yes. you break a piece of ceramic and they'll put and it's put back. And uh-huh. I wish I knew what it was called, but. I yes, you know what I I don't want to uh, mess with this computer right now because I'm going to ruin this interview because it sounds so good. But um, but yes, I am familiar with that and it is quite beautiful and I love that as a metaphor. I as think well. about that a lot, you know, and and how do we, you know, bring that on stage, you know, in a way where the truth is the truth, whatever it may be, and it's and it's quite beautiful and it and yeah. you know. Put some gold Hello. In <laughs> so you tell them that. Be like, I got some. Uh, <laughs> I got some yep. matte paint on gold. Let's go. Yes. Oh, while we're talking about products, why don't you tell me some of your favorites okay. right now? I am really into the. Um, I I try to an anesthesia double kit when I got my full time job as an elementary school teacher. Because I was like, I got to have a face. And I'm using the modern Renaissance palette a lot. We truly are in a modern Renaissance. <laughs> um, I love oh, Anastasia yeah. stuff. I use it a lot. It's um, And I really like the Huda nude that came out this season. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. The new nudes. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Those are amazing. And I'm, I'm finding those. that, you know, uh, as a teacher, you got to look some kind of way. Because when I don't wear makeup, my children get upset. Like, my children are literally like, what's wrong? Are you okay? <laughs> and then I got to get into, you know, how, you know, I'm like, I come to you in many faces, but always in love. But right. if I'm getting up at six in the morning and I can do my foundation and put on just like 
a really lovely, the Anastasia one has all these really nice um, sheer, like sheer coral, um, sheer yeah. orange, but it has a little bit of a shine to mm-hmm. it. And that'll get me yeah. so far. That'll get me so, so far. Or like just a little bit of uh, like dark coral in the lid. You know, I, my children have responded very critically to the color blue. <laughs> Which is none of their business. But <laughs> when I have worn the color blue, I have gotten some reactions, including like raising the hand and being like, why are you wearing so much makeup? Which is not what we want in an educational setting. So right now I'm keeping right. it very peachy, keeping it very corally. Right. And um, mm-hmm. and I really got to shout out how many human beings, well, no one's going to answer because it's a podcast, but um, DHC <laughs> has been my go-to forever. I don't know how you feel about that company, PJ. I feel, um, I feel okay about them. I do. I do. They get my. I'll tell you right away if I don't like something. Yeah. So yeah. So they're 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 um. DHC like gets them. all they're, my they're business. Just, they really really do. I use their deep clean okay. cleaning oil. Um, and mm-hmm. they have this product called Velvet Skin Coat, which mm-hmm. if you're ever looking at me in awe. <laughs> that's cause, cause that's, that's why. If you're looking at me and you're just looking at me, I'm probably not wearing it. But it's like. A primer that's also like a moisturizer and your makeup sits on top. And it is just glorious. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a velvet skin coat. And I must have been using it since I was 16 years old. My mother started me on skincare regimen like hella early. And we were always getting yeah. like uh, Mary Kay is what I used forever. For, and then like as a household, we turned yeah. DNC somewhere at the end of high school. And I have like not released but that velvet skin coat is amazing and you know if i leave the house with nothing i would choose a brow right yeah i would choose like the faintest faintest of brow real quick and i might have to cheat and just dot a little concealer but i could leave the house with just if i really had to choose one-ish things i i truly would choose a brow yeah a brow will pull your face mm-hmm. together, so I agree. And that's where it's at for me these days. Like, wake up at 6 in the morning, whatever, look in the mirror, swipe a little coral on, light coral, not too dark, and and teach mm-hmm. the people. So, that's right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's and before we go, because we are I love chatting it. right along. But before we go, I want you to mention. Um, speaking of being quarantined and speaking of wait, finding ways to be creative and do things, will you please tell us a little bit about your Patreon and how? Oh, my that? Patreon is on my website. It is called um, Jess Conda Patreon dot com slash Jess Conda. Uh, and the Patreon's been going for a couple years now. It's a process-based Patreon. Um, so I wanted to yes. do something uh, that talked about individual artist sustainability and not necessarily product-based mm-hmm. work. So basically, uh, the Patreon is like, you want to see rehearsal uh, footage? I got rehearsal footage. You want to see sketching in the notebook? Um, we got that. You want to mm-hmm. see what got cut from the scene? Like I, I 
share like one thing a month that is really just about process. Something that more come. Yeah. And that's great if you're if you're a performer or if you're interested in performing or you're just curious, it's a good place to go to see how it really works. Because we can talk about it, but it's not it's not the same as right. getting to see it that way. So that's a really great way to get an inside view, if you will, of the performing. Definitely. And then I have like a financial transparency tier um, in which I reveal Mm -hmm. some kind of financial truth that I'm going through. And to be honest, I'm going to say on my Patreon that I'm going to be donating my funds this month and maybe even into Mm -hmm. next month because I'm getting paid. Um, because I randomly fell into yeah. this teaching job this year. And, you know, my um, my thought, I've been saving the Patreon money. Um, and I want right. to put it into a retirement account, which, I, which I'll do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this month, I was going to say, you know what? I don't need this money this month. So either, uh, either I'll donate it to uh, Philadelphia Artist Emergency Fund or I'll keep it and I'll Venmo tip it out. Um, because one thing that we do on my page oh, is that I'm just super transparent with what's going on money-wise for me. Um, and yeah. what's going on with me money-wise right now is that I feel safe in an unsafe time. And I guess that well, could that's, change that's at any good. moment. Um, yeah. But I think that what I'm going to spend the next month or two or three using whatever platform I have such as it may be, is to try to steer people in the direction of other folks who are really at risk yeah. right now because I'm just not, <laughs> which is a blessing. So definitely check it out. But but the thing with the Patreon is like, um, in, um, now I'm talking about pre, pre-times. Uh, if you were going to buy me a coffee and ask me a bunch of questions mm-hmm. about um, book and work about like being really real about yeah. money. Um, then that was yeah. kind of the thought behind the process based Patreon, which was like, buy me a coffee here yeah. and I'll tell you all about how I got paid. I'll tell you about my taxes. I'll tell you how much I made. I think yeah. that radical financial transparency is what is going to like pull back the curtain for artists who think. Yeah. That there's all these secrets that they're not privy to. Because fact of the matter is, I never supported my right. income with just art alone, which is why I made the Patreon mm-hmm. in the first place. Fact of the matter is, I'm safe right now because right. I have a job um, that is able to right. pay me, you know? And, and I think that when right. we aren't transparent with one another, then people start to think there's some kind of secret that I don't know. And the secret... <laughs> Is right. that there is that there is no secret other than our own ingenuity and interconnectivity, which is like artists excel at that. So I'm going to use my Patreon yeah. this month to donate to artists who are putting out content and who need the income. And with that said, visit and donate, or or visit. You know, Facebook is doing a really good job right now, and Instagram is doing a really good, good job right now, keeping us connected. I'm starting to see tons of people streaming their art for tips and you know when i get Mm -hmm. paid on friday i'm gonna take 10 percent of my paycheck and spread it around 
that's like those are the financial yes. things that are on my mind in this in this sudden new time yeah. you know whereas before i would be like i'm gonna take the Patreon yeah. and put it into a show or put it into a retirement account or put it yeah you know at least yeah you know as we're thinking about this artists are maybe the most the mm, wait edit <laughs> artists are there's yeah there's of, some of there's you're some right of there's most. some of the most like inventive folks around so if anyone can figure out how to be agile yeah. in an ever-shifting ground it's an artist so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i would Agreed. say keep watching for people that Agreed. are putting up stuff if i put up stuff i'll definitely let you know if you have share if you yes. don't ask being really radical about how we're staying connected and staying together is going to get us through this weird time and then we can all go out and face and party really soon i'm gonna be in a full face guaranteed raising a glass with somebody mm -hmm. as soon as all this blows over i'm telling you yeah. i bet you the parties are going to be amazing no doubt they, i'm going to be all built up and then we're going to just release in a glittery explosion <laughs> when the time yes. is right anyway <laughs> so those are my thoughts i love it i love every minute of it and I thank you so much for doing this. I mean, I've been itching for this talk for a while. And I thank you so much for doing it. And I am, I hope that, I don't even hope, I know that people have gathered so much from these interviews. And I appreciate you taking Girl, the time. Girl, talk to me to anytime, any place, anywhere, on or off the podcast. I love talking to you. Yes. Well, thank you, Sugar Bear, and I will talk to you very soon. I'm going to give right. you a call in a minute just to wrap up. Much love, my friend. So be much. well, be safe, be beautiful, stay beautiful, wow. all that you do. All right, later. <laughs> you too. I had an amazing time recording this episode. Once again, I would like to thank Ariola Grande and Jess Conda for their interviews. It was nice to have you come visit the podcast. It was nice to spend time with people. It was fun. You know, I usually like to stay indoors, but, and I got to do both. I got to be indoors and be social at the same time. I enjoyed it. Don't forget to check them out on social media. Support artists, support artists, support artists. I'd really love for you to send your questions in while you're sitting at home. Please DM us at Instagram, beautyreformschool. Well, beautyreformschool, all one word. Send us your questions. This is a good chance for you to just message and send questions. I don't have to use your name. If you don't want me to use your name, just say, please don't use my name. Um, but otherwise, I'll give you a shout out here on the podcast. It would be really fun for you guys to come in. You guys, here we go with that again. Y'all. It would be really great for y'all to come and send your messages so we can talk about some of your questions. This is a prime opportunity to get your specific question answered. So it doesn't have to be about makeup or skincare. It could just be about style or it could just be about anything that's on your mind, really. We're opening up the forum to questions. If you're just talking about self-care or emotional issues, you can talk about those too. We're here to take care of the inside as well as the out. Um, also, please, please, please remember to like, share, review. 
it is we're getting there i i see the little ladder ticking up little by little and it means the world but we need to continue the momentum. We got to keep the momentum going. There's going to be a time where we're going to look back on this and we're going to laugh. We're going to be like, remember in the beginning of the podcast when it was just our little our little circle and now there's going to be, now there's a lot. Get this stuff in while you can. Get your questions in while you can. Um, while we still have this intimate setting. So I look forward to hearing your questions. I look forward and also share things. If you saw something on social media that you were wondering about and you'd like my opinion, please ask me those things too. Go on the Facebook page. Like and follow the Facebook page. Go on beautyreformstool.com. Do that. Click in there. Go on your, wherever they, wherever podcasts live in your world, go there and follow or subscribe to the podcast there. These are the little bitty things you can do that are 100% free that will help us propel us forward. So as always, I thank you. I think the biggest takeaway all in all is that if you're a performer or not a performer, if you're particularly creative or not, all the world is a stage. And all of us, merely players. So just remember that you have the golden opportunity every time when you set foot outside of your door to create something special, even if it's just for you. If there's something that you like to do that makes you happy, if you wish that you could always do something, or if you see somebody who's an inspiration, their style or their personality, and you wish you were more like that, you always have the opportunity, big or small, to do something, to lean in that direction. And eventually you'll turn around and you'll find that you are that. And you know what? Even right now in this moment, you never know. There might be someone that looks at you and thinks that you hung the moon. They might think that you are amazing just as you are right now, even if you don't have the confidence yourself. So explore. Get out there and try new things. Get out there and have fun. And if you, well, obviously, can't get out there right now, but you can get out there, metaphorically speaking. You can do things with your social media. You can do things online. Have some fun. This might actually be a really great time to workshop that. Try new things. Take pictures. Explore your makeup. Take new pictures. Do new things. And pencils down, class is dismissed, and I'll see you next week.